Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. Do you know what gives me a kick and makes me really happy? (laughs) It's when people contact me to say how much they enjoy or value the content that I'm putting out each week. So a big up to those of you that have connected with me to say thank you for the podcast content. And it seems the last couple of weeks' uh, episodes went down especially well. You genuinely made my week when you contacted me with your gracious thanks and appreciation. Honestly though, it really does help me to keep motivated, as often it does rather feel like I'm talking into a cave, with only my own voice or echo as feedback at times. So don't be shy, please do drop me a short note. Or you can give me a call if you like on 0208 144 5895 if you prefer. Honestly, I don't bite and I love hearing from my listeners. So what have you got to lose? Oh, and I guess you know, now might be a good moment to use the R word again. If you'd be so kind to drop a few words onto iTunes or your podcast platform of choice, it would help other people find the show and so to learn as well. So The R word, of course, is a review. (laughs) I know you might be uh, tempted to keep uh, me all to yourself as our little secret, but if I say the words abundance mentality, you might be able to understand and accept that if you sow, more will come back to you in the harvest. And that includes knowledge sharing too. (laughs) So be generous, be a go-giver, and be grateful that you have such an opportunity to get all of this stuff absolutely free to feed upon by sharing the love just a little bit. So this has uh, you know, quite neatly led me to introduce today's theme, I suppose. It's, uh, it's something I've been um, covering, uh, before, well, rather it's something I've covered before in more than one way and I'll do so again and without any apology. There's a very good reason for this. It is so, so key to our motivation, mental well-being, and ultimately also to our success that it has to be constantly watered and nurtured. As someone who sometimes suffers from those nagging self-doubts or the occasional mini-bout of genetically disposed, disposed depression, I can tell you that protecting our thoughts Managing our emotions and guarding our inner self is one of the greatest disciplines and investments in personal development and growth we can make. Spoiler alert then, this is not a rah-rah guru-esque speech that will get you walking across hot coals once I'm done. Sorry about that. The Tony Robbins channel might be able to help you out with that if that's what you need. But this will be an honest and indeed personal insight into the the mindset of the average struggling yet strident property investor and developer that is yours truly. 
I have defeated many demons, overcome many obstacles, and sometimes have had to fight myself at times to overcome the tendency for self-sabotage as well. Yet, as I reflect, I can see how certain basic thought processes and approaches have ultimately stood me in good stead to keep me uh, coming back, pressing forward, and ultimately to achieve the level of results and outcomes that I've managed to achieve, thankfully. So after that rather long, <laughs> and certainly longer than usual, preamble, let's get uh, some of the real brain food right now then, shall we? Okay, so let's get on with this week's featured topic with Property Chatter. I ran a workshop just under a year ago now, and um, I had a confession to make to the attendees at the time. You see, I've published my first book, which is called Property Investor Toolkit, but it had a rather large omission. It failed to fully address mindset. And in fact, I'm, I'm, I'm actually putting that right with a, a, a second edition. There's going to be a couple of extra chapters and one of them is going to be on mindset. So, uh, yep, look out for that. Um, so apologies if you got the first edition, but uh, we'll put it right with a second edition. And certainly this episode is going to go some way towards that as well. But to illustrate this point of mindset just a little, the, the book that I'm talking about, my own book, um, has plenty of rather nice reviews, thankfully, along with two bad ones. Now pause for a moment. On the Amazon UK website for my book, there are 55 customer reviews. Customer reviews. 85% are five-star reviews and 96% are either four or five-star reviews combined. So this leaves 4% as either two-star or one-star reviews. Bizarrely, there's no three-star reviews, which kind of suggests a bit of a split decision, but a 96-4 split uh, all the same. But before I go on, which number have you focused on? Was it the 85%, the 96% or the 4%? Maybe it's my book and not yours. The answer might be slightly different for you. But what if it were your book and not mine? Which number would you then probably have focused on? And if you're anything like me, then the 4% would have probably caught your attention or at least be where you would look first. But wait a moment, 96% of the people that left a review said they rated the book as at least four stars and most of them actually five stars and many left comments to explain why as well. Of the 4%, which actually only equates to two reviews, one focused on not being able to receive the free bonuses that the book offers, which by the way, Ben Green, we did send you and indeed followed up with you at least from at least three different email addresses. So I don't know why you didn't get them, but there we go. You didn't get them and obviously you weren't happy about it and that's kind of fair enough, but uh, we tried. But the other review, so Ben gave a two-star review and the other one uh, was a one-star review and this came from Music Man who said that the book had no depth and there are better books out there. He might well be right, but at £3, along with the bonuses available, not to mention all of the free content that I share through my various channels, including this one, of course, does this sound fair and reasonable to you? Well, probably doesn't matter, does it? It's The fact is, he was one amongst 55 who left that uh, rather negative review. But what am, I, what am I saying by sharing these insights into the reviews of my book? Well, mindset is what I'm saying mindset's what I'm talking about. And I'm not just explaining my own mindset, 
but that of the reviewers as well. I hope that sinks in. You see, there are two types of people in this world. Those who focus on the positive, the solution and the prize, and those that focus on the negative, the problem and the work. And I've been in both camps, don't worry. <laughs> I'm not lecturing. But I will say this. The first camp is more likely to be a happy place than the second. Trust me on that. So without getting all Norman Vincent Peale about it on you, um, there's some aspects of our mindset that will lead to growth and others that will lead to stagnation or even decline. And here's my current list of mindset attributes, if you like, that I believe can help us as property investors and developers to have what is known as a growth mindset. The first one is a positive attitude, or at least a realistic one, if you're more of a stoic, as probably I am. Shit happens, yes, but not all of the time. Aim to see the best outcome, but don't blindly fall into the trap that if you think it will be okay in the end, that it always will be. It might be, and being positive definitely increases the chances but sometimes it won't be. So be ready to deal with that too. So just have this sort of healthy, positive outlook, or at least a, a realistic one that is more positively orientated. Resilience, or a steely determination to take the setbacks, the knocks, and the disappointments, and to get back up again just one more time. One more time after that, and one more time after that too. It took me 30 years to write my first book, and I'll soon be releasing books two and three, along with the second edition of book one as well. So I'm hoping it's not going to be a 30-year 30, 30 interval between the next uh, two, two new books and the second edition of the first book. Resilience. Have an adaptable approach. Property can be complicated, so we need to be flexible if we are to survive from project to project, year to year, and cycle to cycle. As the saying goes, if life gives you lemons, then make lemonade. So many times I've changed course with my property journey, be that in strategy or with individual projects. The only constant is change, as the Buddhist teaching goes. So be adaptable. Have a problem-solving focus. I will just say this. Those that solve the most problems for the most people will also be the ones rewarded the most. For example, my very own property deal tip service was born out of not knowing to do what to do rather with the surplus deals that my personal sourcing system was uncovering. My aborted flip project in Derbyshire has now morphed into a profitable holiday rental. And instead of paying $10,000 sourcing fee on average, which, by the way, is not usually disclosed, um, you know, on, on the US projects, uh, properties that I, I normally get involved in, by partnering with a local developer to fund their marketing costs, this has now helped me to reduce this uh, upfront expenditure by at least 60%. So think laterally. Think outside the box. Think, what can I offer the other person that means we both win? So have a problem-solving focus. A commercial outlook is next. Property is a business and property projects are based on investment decisions um, which, are, which are underpinned by sound financial data, criteria and metrics. Sure, velvet-covered sofas and metro tiles might be in vogue right now. 
but it matters not unless it makes you more money or your property to uh, will rent or sell faster. <laughs> so marry up your inner creative with a spreadsheet or two. And if spreadsheets are not your thing, get someone close to you that is good at that sort of thing instead. So have a commercial outlook. Good judgment and intuition. I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. Look at how Lord Sugar literally ruminates before he considers who to fire from the boardroom in The Apprentice reality show. In this case, and rather unlike the suspenseful uh, pause on other reality TV shows like, say, The X Factor, he's getting in touch with his gut instincts, quite literally. So get good at that, or if not, get someone around you that is good at that instead. Patience is indeed a virtue, but it is also an essential trait of the property investor in it for the long haul. The best deals, the best tenants, and the best business opportunities come to those who wait. It's not Guinness, it's, it's actually patience and uh, best property deals that come to those who wait. Any fool can rush in, but ask yourself, what would the wise elder do? Just pause for a minute and ask yourself that question. Be patient. Next is to develop a bit of a thick skin. Trust me, you will be criticised, blamed, accused, attacked, at least verbally, and sometimes taken advantage of from those near and far, unknown and also sadly known as well. So get used to it early on, but don't let it bother you. As someone once said to me, we don't know what makes people mad, bad or sad. And this is true, and so it should help us to be more compassionate, but it also helps to put a, a protective shield around our own fragile egos as well. In other words, don't bite. Leave that email in draft overnight before sending it, and aim to be successful more than right. So, have a thick skin or develop a thick skin. An abundance mentality is next. What goes around comes around. Karma. Or give as you wish to receive. There really is enough to go around. So give, give freely and give first as well. One of my favourite quotes comes from John Wooden, who says, You cannot live a perfect day without doing something for someone that can never repay you. And if you don't have all of the resources you need, fear not. They are out there. And with the right approach, rather, application and network, they will come to you too. When you're ready to handle them, that is. <laughs> Just think about that for a moment. When you're ready to handle them. But Thomas Edison also said, we often miss opportunity because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. <laughs> so don't be afraid to roll your sleeves up. Although I will share with you the approach of the trawler fisherman versus the spear gun hunter, which was a bit of a, a, a discussion I had with a, a former colleague. It's a bit of an in-joke, but we had this conversation that he was more like the trawler man and he was going out every day, he was going out early and he had his net and he was catching fish and he was catching the most fish. But the spear gun hunter, which was me at the time, you're probably guessing, uh, actually caught the biggest fish. So what do you want to be, the trawler? Trawler man or the spear gun hunter? And neither is right and neither is wrong. It's just about making the right approach that, that works for you. 
And apologies to all the animal-friendly listeners at, at this particular moment are probably horrified. Uh, and in fact, I can see one of my, uh, well, not all of them, not one of them, sorry, all of my three daughters screwing their faces up as I share this illustration of a spear gun hunter or, you know, someone catching fish in dolphin unfriendly nets. Who knows? But it's just a story and no animals were hurt in the making of this podcast, Okay. <laughs> Anyway, my point is, have or develop an abundance mentality. There is enough to go around. I'm going to start with a negative here. Procrastination and perfectionism only get in our way. So we need to replace these types of thoughts with a do something, do anything, and a good is good enough approach instead. Should we suffer from one of those uh, two P curses, the procrastination or the perfectionism curse? As you can tell, I'm not suffering from it in terms of delivering this podcast. It's not that perfect, is it? But um, if you if you are a procrastinator, then get some external accountability. That's probably going to help you the most. And if you're a perfectionist, just determine that 90% is good enough to get going in the knowledge that the final 10% will come with time. I know that's hard, but it will. But as a reminder, I, as I, after I decided to get back into property, it took me another four years before I actually did. So from decision to next investment or first in first second investment, actually it was, it took four years. And that four years cost me over two million pounds in lost property value and rental income alone. And that I haven't even included capital growth there. And the irony is that irony rather is that when I finally did get going, I had pretty much the same resources as far, as I did four years earlier, perhaps with a little bit, a little bit more knowledge. But two million pounds can fund quite a, a few mistakes along the way, I reckon. So avoid procrastination and perfectionism. Again, starting with a negative: fear, uncertainty, and doubt are negative barriers that can clog up our thoughts and get in the way. So aim to replace these with courage, decisiveness and certainty instead. As humans, we have an innate defence mechanism that senses danger, often leading to the fight, freeze or flight response. But that's what our Neanderthal self might do, not our modern 21st century self, with several millennia's worth of learning, technological advancement and economic progress to take advantage of. We no longer have spears, loincloths and fire. We have smartphones, modern fibres and the power of the internet for company. So avoid fear, uncertainty and doubt and replace it with courage, decisiveness and certainty instead. Again, starting with another uh, negative, but I'm going to flip it around as you're going to gather. Failure is a learning and growth opportunity. So contrary to conventional thinking, failing means you're growing, providing you with a, 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 a providing that is you approach it in the right way. I've just read the book Black Box Thinking by I think I'm going to pronounce this. I hope I'm going to pronounce this correctly. My, Matthew Syed. Uh, and it was it was very illuminating insights into the concept of a growth mindset and how we can learn from our mistakes. I highly recommend it. It's it's the best book I've read this year actually. So uh, by all means, get yourself a copy of that book and uh, you know flip around the mindset of failure being something that you want to avoid and actually seek it out and see it see it as a growth opportunity, a learning opportunity instead. And finally, in today's episode, um, plug your gaps. We all have our gaps weaknesses or blind spots. And that's both normal 
and okay too. So just work out what they are, the gaps that is. Be they skills and knowledge, people and contacts, resources and systems, etc. And then go out and plug them in a way that works for you. It could be education, partnerships, technology, new people, partners or networks, or just stepping outside of your comfort zone a little bit. And if any of the above characteristics that I've just been through and, and discussed cause you just to feel a little bit uneasy, then it might just be a gap that's niggling away at you. Hopefully it wasn't all of them, <laughs> but you know, fear not, we can work on them. Um, but, but think about how you might go about plugging them, plugging those gaps. Only today, I agreed to purchase another development project. The opportunity, opportunity was just too great. But I'll let you into a secret. I don't have all of the funding immediately in place right now. Not for the full extent of the project, that is. I can buy it, but I can't necessarily develop it out right now. But it will come, and it will come through the power of my network, I'm certain. So, plug your gaps, whatever they may be. In conclusion, I have a couple of clients who have had a few challenges of late, and, and so this episode has been very much on my mind for a little while. In fact, there's there's one person in particular that has had a bit of a tough time over the past couple of years. I'm hoping I'm hoping they're listening, but they're learning to make lemonade out of the lemons that they currently have. And I've been so impressed actually here some of the, the recent progress uh, from a, an update that they shared with me. But one day their lemonade could just turn into the next sprite. Who knows? So here's to you, my friend. Keep the faith. This too will pass. Right, enough of the mindset stuff for now, <laughs> but not forever, because it is so vital to our success as property investors and developers. And I hope my short list of characteristics and traits has been helpful, if nothing else, to get you thinking. I'm sure the list is not complete or indeed perfect, but if we can embrace and then crack many of these, then we'll be doing all right, I reckon. Okay, so both my and my podcast producer, Matthew, are going away on holiday. No, no, not together. Not together, you understand. But we're both going away around the same time, uh, but not overlapping. So it just means there's kind of going to be a little bit of a difficult period to manage through. And I was going to take a complete break, if I'm honest with you. But I've since decided that I wanted to share a collection of short answers to questions which have been posed by forum posters, magazine readers... Um, from my own article and indeed podcast listeners instead. So over the next four to six weeks, I'm just going to share a question and an answer from uh, from one of these uh, sources and to give you uh, a brief insight in, in, the, in the next few weeks. So they're going to be much shorter podcasts, in other words, uh, to tide you over for the next few weeks or so. And if you like the idea, we could perhaps repeat it again sometime in the future. But what I'm really saying is that these episodes will be batched up and drip-released each week until the start of October, at which point I shall return in, in person, hopefully refreshed and recharged and ready to share more property insights during the autumn and run-up to Christmas. So by all means, get in touch if you have any suggestions for content for the show. Just don't expect such a rapid response for the next few weeks is, is all. <laughs> Okay, so that's me done for another week. 
Um, and as a reminder, the show notes can be found over at the website, thepropertyvoice.net. Or if you want to talk about anything from today's show, or just talk about property investing more generally, you know you can always email me, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net. You can also call me 0208 usually uh, weekday afternoons are best, and I'd be very happy to hear from you. But once again, all I want to say for now is thank you very much for listening this week. And until next time on the Property Voice podcast, it's ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.